Arizona Sports, the local sports leader. Courtside with, uh, geez, man, I can't hear anything with all the dribbling. So, as I was trying to tell you, this is a new thing called Courtside with Kellen. Kellen Olsen's our son's brainiac, and he knows everything about the Suns and the players like Kellen, so he's got that going for him. Anyhow, here's Kellen. And he's brought to you by Southwest Gas, committed to exceeding expectations today while innovating sustainable solutions for tomorrow. Kellen Olson, Suns insider, Suns guru, Suns specialist on ArizonaSports.com for his weekly segment here on the Burns and Gambo Show with Tim Ring filling in. It's always a pleasure to talk Suns basketball with KO. What's going on, big time? What's up? Does this one work? It does. You know what? Okay. It's honestly the only thing that's worked today. Other than Tim. I mean, Tim's worked very well today, but... Kellen, do you ever get sick of talking about the Suns? No, never. I've been in in that seat probably like 175 times now. I've never done a guest spot in this seat before and it's throwing off the geometry of the room. Your equilibrium. You're like too close to me now. <laughs> me. Like that he's extra three me. feet I get over he's there. He's going to be when he says that. Yeah. Like, oh, I'm way uh, too close to Burnsy. I got to yeah. move somewhere else for good to say. Like hunched over for this microphone. Hi everyone. Uh, let's talk Suns. Let's, let's talk, talk basketball. Suns. And let's, I mean, you've you've documented just about every single moment that Devin Booker has ever had in a Suns uniform in one fashion or another, one medium or another. I'm not going to ask you where last night ranks, because I know it's impossible to rank such things, but but in terms of those memorable moments, how to what level was that special for him? I mean, the, the, the most special, the you know, I, I just asked you not to rank it, but scored 50 and they won for the first time. I yeah, mean, that's... Yeah, how do, how do you something. categorize that last night? It is the highest level I've seen him reach as a score in person. So the Utah games and the Boston games were on the road. Uh, I don't cover the team on the road in the regular season, so I didn't see those. I wrote the stories on the site still for those as as you're getting to. But the level that he reached as a score, there's moments in the third quarter where Chicago is going to double him and he knows they're doubling him. So he's playing like this seven steps ahead thing where he's calling for a ball screen and doing that moving over there. So he can just get like four feet of extra space on the left so he can shoot just before the double team gets there because he knows the instant double team is coming because of the way that he's on fire. It was, I'll, I'll categorize it as that. Um, I got asked earlier if it was the best game he's ever played. I think you got to go through the postseason catalog first, and there's probably a dozen games that deserve to be ahead of this one, to be honest, just because of how meaningful they were. And you just saw the way that he single-handedly with his scoring kept them in the series as long as he could in the finals in games four and five when he was masterful scoring the ball. And we were just waiting for someone else. Like that game five, Middleton, Giannis, and and. Holiday, all three of them were coming, and Book on his own was just key. And it was like, is anyone going to help? Who's going to help? Who's going to help? And you know what? It didn't matter because he was doing it on his own for most of that game. And then the Bucks just hit the big punch at the end when the game was up in the air. And that's the level of player that he's talking about. I didn't mean to bring up old scars there for Suns fans listening. I just mean to say, we're talking about game five of the NBA Finals, but the level of scoring he reached, he was matching three guys at the same time, pretty much by himself with the way that he was scoring the ball. And then it was just a matter of anything's going to happen the last couple of minutes of a play off game, it's it's a possession kind of thing where one possession can swing it, and that's the way that it was. But that's the level that he can reach, and that's the level that he showed again uh, against Chicago. It's not even that he gets on a hot on a hot shooting streak or anything like that. It just feels like he becomes one with the floor and the way that everything's moving around, and he's just able to score. Did you guys see the shot chart that he had? It's just, yeah. there was not the, the same spot. It wasn't like littered with the right elbow like Chris Paul's is sometimes. It was everywhere on the court. He also, you know, Kelly, <laughs> the evolution of Booker as a scorer in 
now. I mean, he's able to uh, he's able to score in traffic. He's able to get to the line and and finish upon contact or finish with contact, get to the line. He's also able to elevate, and then if the defender plays him the right way, he's able to adjust in air and still be able to get his shot off and finish. So he's almost impossible to defend now. And listen, he always can knock down shots and, and threes, but the evolution, even from last year to this year, is, is he's taken about five steps in my mind. And I, I, he's even developing a post game now. I, I just it's, it's astonishing to watch him grow, and I'm not even sure he's hit the ceiling yet. It's 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 been really something to watch. No, he hasn't. I don't think he'll reach the ceiling until he just decides to stop playing basketball. Because yes, physically he's going to slow down in his 30s, but he's just going to keep getting better every year. He's going to figure out the way. I mean, the example I bring up all the time is the Olympic. The the Olympics. That was my favorite time watching Devin Booker ever because he was like, oh, uh, like two guys on the court are able to do this in terms of you're the star on every team you play. Now you got to be. It's like, oh, I got to be a glue guy. Okay, I'll I'll be the the pesky defender who's like fronting Gobert and picking up guys full court, diving for loose balls, grabbing rebounds, hitting a key shot here and there, but not really touching the ball that much. I'll run point guard when Dame goes out short. It, it, he's always been that type of player to me, and the the way that I would categorize what you're going off, Tim, is that he has un- unlocked everything now, and it's a matter of leveling it up further. And and a lot of those things are already really leveled up in his game, but it's just they're progressively getting better and better. Like, he's started to see, he told me, I wrote a story three years ago, like, titled just that. It was his covering his evolution as a scorer, and he told me in his third year, that's when he had seen pretty much every single defense that the team is going to throw at him, yep. and that was with terrible players around him, so he got to learn how aggressive they could be on him. So, you think about the last two postseasons he's been through, the and all the moments he's been through, and all the defenses and schemes that he's seen. So, he's, it's at the point now where he understands everything and has everything sort of downloaded, and now it's just a point of, of mastering it. And that's what's going to come in his prime, which is the scary part. He is not in his prime yet. Yeah. He's not even close, I don't think. I don't want to delve too deep into the minutiae here with Kellen Olsen on the Burns and Gambo show, but I, I do. We can sit here and talk about a big picture conversation about Aiton, which is fine. But a couple of things I noticed about Aiton last night his footwork down low was there were a couple of moments where it was pristine, all right? Like, like it was, oh, you can do that. Oh, you've got that in your bag of trips. And I know he's got a lot in his bag of tricks. But that, to me, was the kind of stuff that if we're going to focus on the minutiae for just a minute, that seemed to be kind of like next-level stuff for DeAndre. Yeah, the elite post players in the game are able to play with patience, but they're also able to play with quickness in the situations you're talking about where you can see the defender as they're contesting the shot being like, how did he get there that quick? And it was like he was getting to that right hook so quickly that the defenders on him, Vucevic, was just like a full step away from him because of how quickly he was moving through his motions. Yeah, I, I think his his footwork and just confidence in the post has been really good this year overall, and I think that the force and all that kind of stuff... it. It remains to be seen how how consistent it's going to be, just like how, to play both sides, just like two weeks ago, how he was not playing well for four or five games. And we were saying, like, we don't know yet. We got to see a couple of games. Like, this is the roller coaster we're on. We're up and down, up and down, up and down. But the up right now, like, one thing I'm definitely seeing on the court to your footwork point is that when he catches the ball on a roll now, and he's within 10 feet of the basket, he is planting both of his feet, and he is destroying that thing through the rim. And if anyone is there, God help them. Like, it's just, (laughs) there was someone on, 
on, um, I think Detroit, like a help defender, like Rodney Magruder came over and he just bounced off of Aiden. Like it was, he was there a half step late and it was, it was done. And he's, he's done that a couple of times. The old elevate and detonate as Leander used to call it. Like that's what he's been doing. And that's of course where you're going to the Amari stuff and you start to get really, really excited. But at the same time, Burns, I wrote a story four years ago on the site, the day he got drafted that compared Amari's game to him and the steps that he can take there. He's gotten, he's taken steps since then. Don't get me wrong, but there's still a lot more progress to the yeah. force we're talking about with Amari is the force that few players have ever had in a Suns jersey ever. Yeah, like that's, K- that's the kind of height he reached. Ko, it was I think it was either the it was either the Knicks game or the Lakers game. You you will remember he he exploded to the basket on a spin move and threw it down, and it's almost like it it unlocks something inside of him. He's been he's been known to take the fade away when he gets the ball four feet from the basket. But ever since he did that move, it was almost like, oh, wow, I, I, I can do this. And he's been a beast ever since. And I'll tell you something, you get to the free throw line when you play like that as well. And we've been waiting for DeAndre Ayton to play that way for a long, long time. And he's starting to do it now each and every night. And the stat lines have been reflective of that the last four games. And I don't know if that's something he needed to figure out himself or somebody on the coaching staff finally got through to him or he had to, again, just kind of come to that revelation on his own that you got to go to the basket sometime and not always take the fade away. Yeah, the standard has always been there, and I think that there's always been an understanding of what the standard is, meaning he knows the heights that his game can reach, and I think he's known for a while now. It's just a matter of it being out there every night. Is he supposed to put up 20-20 every night? No. I think people say say that all the time and just kind of like he can get 20-20 whatever night he wants to, but if he gets 20-20 every night, he's the best player in the world. Like it, that's, right. that's easier said than done, but I think the consistency that he can get to Gamble's old adage of like great players play great eight night eight, nine times out of ten for, for nights, and DeAndre's got to get that number Number, number way up and hey look if we're having this same conversation in February I'm ready to have the conversation in an entirely different way we'll see just like the, the bad string of games just like the good string of games we yeah. we rock back and forth. Unfortunately there is very much a we'll see element to all of this when it comes to eight and just out of sheer necessity we have been we've been Tempted before. We've been teased before. You remember the dominating stretch when he had a game, I think, in Houston and Memphis where we were like, this is it. Yeah. He's got or, it. Or just even the 2021 postseason. Yeah. This is it. There he is. He's here. I remember in Houston and Memphis. I, I remember what the court looked like. I remember him pulling a spin move on Xavier Tillman going under the basket, dunking on the other side. Like, I can visualize it because that's how important it was. Our producer Eric is nodding his head. I can remember. Yes, yeah. he can remember that too. Yeah. Maybe his uh, Xbox controller is out of batteries. <laughs> oh, come on. So, let the man. Hey, you know who's playing a lot of Xbox lately? Devin Booker. Warzone came out two weeks ago. The new Call of Duty Battle Royale came out two weeks ago. And who just won Western Conference Player of the Month? <laughs> that would be Devin Booker. Let the gamers game, man. Yeah, let them game. Come on. <laughs> All right. Uh, you've been working hard the last 24 hours. A new Guardians of the Galaxy trailer just Ooh. dropped. So you better get out there and go watch Ooh. it and take I a will. break. Okay? There you go. Yeah, it, yeah. He and I speak the Marvel language. We do. We Kellen do. Kellen and I do, yeah. Kellen Olsen, our son's <laughs> guru from ArizonaSports.com.